Welcome to the Beef Sticks Podcast! Podcast! Whoa! How the fuck are y'all doing today? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing good. Thank just you for fine. asking. Yeah. The shit's wild, man. The shit's wild. We're going off a show where WWE fucking axed us again. They cut us off. The bastards. We started talking about the Warriors' demise and how Vince is involved. We got axed again. This we time they froze up my folks. entire computer. Froze up my entire computer. It's fucking nuts. The shit's and when wild. My computer, the shit's and when wild. My, when my shit turned back on, I had Windows updates to install. I, they, they set that up, too. I swear to fucking God. We Probably, can't I'm telling you things. what. It's... We we joke about this. We joked about this shit at first, but then it happens somewhat regularly at these odd fucking moments. Right. And I'm starting and trust, to think it ain't just paranoia. This is too stupid for us to script into the show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We're not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we were that smart, but no. This is real shit that keeps happening, <laughs> and it's only when we talk about some deep seated shit. It's wild. And it's crazy, but that means that the folks are listening. That means we're getting through to y'all. That means we're getting through to them. That means somebody's hearing what the fuck we're saying, and that's good because we are the outlet for y'all's voice. We're saying what y'all want us to. We're speaking your mind for you. Somebody's yeah. got to do it. You're quiet as shit. And if you if, if if you disagree with us, you're just listening to the wrong voice in your head. Correct. As Alice yeah. once said, curiouser and curiouser. You know, I watched a, uh, a, a, a video on the YouTubes last week showing the comparisons between Alice in Wonderland and The Big Lebowski. That's and, awesome. That is so oh my great. God, the Big Lebowski is a retelling of Alice in Wonderland. I can say this hands down after seeing the video. I never Holy heard shit. of that, but it makes sense. Holy shit. No, like, every I... detail is there. Every fucking detail is there. <laughs> that is, that's cool. Because I love both Alice in Wonderland and The Big Lebowski. Now, I love Disney's Alice in Wonderland, but it's probably not my favorite Alice in Wonderland, to be fair. Uh, first of all, the books. Go out, read the books. Everybody, anybody, hands down. Alice in Wonderland, Alice Through the Looking Glass. The, the books are so much better than the shows can ever be, but that's just that's how everything is. Well, shit, but, did you hear? Quentin Tarantino is going to be directing the new Alice in Wonderland movie starring uh, James Manson as the Mad Hatter. I would love it. <laughs> there's, a, there's an 80s version of Alice in Wonderland, and I think it's called Alice Through the Looking Glass. I might be wrong. But that's really good. It's got the Jabberwocky in it, mm-hmm. which the Jabberwocky is one of my favorite characters from it. I remember seeing that movie once. It was some But shit. then there's this, um, like, Dutch? God, is it Dutch? It might be Dutch, Alice in Wonderland. I forget what it's called. It's something related to Alice. It might just be called Alice. But this thing is the trippiest, most freakiest most dark fucking Alice in Wonderland you've ever fucking seen, and it'll fuck with your head. And you need... I, I, I'll find the title of it, and I'll put it on our Beef Sticks podcast. I'll put a link to it, because I watched it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Watch it. It's fucked up. 
But then also Sci-Fi did a miniseries called Alice, where Wonderland is actually this fucking uh, strange world where it's a giant casino, and the Queen of Hearts owns the casino. And what she does is she she sucks joy and happiness out of the pool, just sitting there manassly fucking yanking on the fucking arms of the slot machine. And she sucks the joy and everything out of it, and she bottles it, and she sells it to the people of Wonderland so they can shoot it up like smack. And that's actually a really good one. And the Hatter is like a like an underground bootleg dude that, that sells shit on the streets, and he helps you find a way home. It's really Fingos are like flying, like flying little devices, like flying that Queen's guards go around in. It's really cool too. So some of them are better than the Disney one. Alice in Wonderland, no, you can't go around with almost any version. That was a long rant on Alice in Wonderland, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I, I think I can smell a Fantastic Fables coming on. <laughs> Holy shit! Maybe because yeah, I love God. I didn't realize how much I loved Alice in Wonderland until you just brought it up. You're going to have to watch that video, too, I'm with a comparison uh, to, to the Big Lebowski and use that as well. Yeah. Dude, it, it, it melted I've my never mind. Seen it. I couldn't fucking believe it. But, yeah, 100%, like, the connections, every single connection is there. And they're like, bet you wouldn't I'm have thought this Lebowski was this. Fan. Yeah. I wish I would have taken notes. Uh, little, uh, little, little unnecessary trivia. Do you know why in the Big Lebowski... Uh, John Goodman tell, keeps telling Steve Buscemi, shut up, Donnie. Do you know why they made that a reoccurring theme? Uh, because Donnie was a real guy, right? Well, no. I mean, Steve Buscemi played Donnie. He, he, was, a, he was a fictional guy. Oh. Uh, what happened was the movie before that that the Coen brothers did was Fargo. And in Fargo, he played a character that just kept talking and was annoying and wouldn't shut up. So their answer to that was in their next movie, they wouldn't let him fucking talk. And John Goodman just kept telling him to shut up every time he started talking. <laughs> Good movie. Big Lebowski. Go see it. Yeah, Jeff it. Bridges. In Steve theaters Buscemi. everywhere now. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Oh, and you get to see, um, isn't it uh, Tara Tara Reed? You get to see Tara Reed's tits. Tara yep. Reed's tits. Fucking Tara Reed's tits. On right there is good. Oh. Or no, not not on a trampoline. No, no, she's yeah. just laying. She's laying out on a, a poolside on a uh, on on like a beach chair. But I like girls jumping on trampoline, anyways. I banged a girl on a trampoline once. There are people watching, too. Somebody got in trouble for it. His wife got pissed at him because he was watching me bang her. The worst part was he told his wife when he got home that he was watching me bang some broad on a trampoline. Why'd you tell her? (laughs) Nobody knew but me and the other guys there. It was fun, though. They were handing me beers and shit. It was a good time. There you go. Completely unrelated incident. I got a pack of cigarettes for a couple of friends of mine who fucked up my family's trampoline. There yeah. you go. <laughs> hey, man, beers, cigarettes, you need it all. Right? Different people require different things after sex. Sometimes I require a therapist. Often. Hey, what? I'll talk, I, I, I'll, I'll talk about it after the show, man. 
but I finally fucking knocked a, a, another check off a list I didn't even know I had of fucking uh, sexual shit this week. Like, something I never knew I had. It was with a chick, folks. It was still with a chick, okay? Still <laughs> with a chick, folks. But I, I, I checked a, a box I didn't even know you was missing. You made her missing. wear a fake mustache? No, 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 no. But I, I didn't <laughs> even know it was wanted to missing. feel them tickle. And afterwards, like, when you hear about it, you're going to be like, dude, I have to do it. I'm telling you. You never thought about it. You didn't think about it. You have to do it. You're going to want to. It merges the best of two worlds. I'm not not even going to say. It's not gay. It had nothing to do with guys. Not gay, folks. Why do you keep jumping to that? Just just because it was a guy doesn't make it gay. I'm just kidding. It wasn't a guy. But anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to stay tuned for the Patreon. No, it's even better than that, man. How about our fucking sponsors? How about the people that know and love us? The ones who take care of us. The ones who... The ones cherish us and and, and give us new sex acts we didn't know we were missing. Yeah. This sponsors. First and foremost, big shouts out to Monster Wear Clothing. My homie... Corey Matthews, AJ, a.k.a. Cujo the Cannibal, has developed this line providing you with all your vinyl decal needs, t-shirts, custom hockey masks, and so much more. Quick turnaround times, high quality product. I can't stress this enough, guys. Week after week, I go through this. You guys need to hit him up. Tell him Pasty White sent you because he's going to take care of you real nice. Shit, man. I can't believe we are seven days from being free. It is almost time for the Galactic Get Down 2017 in Lanesboro, Minnesota. You guys haven't got your tickets yet. They're still available. And you can also get day passes. But you cannot attend the free show featuring that one guy with out getting the full weekend pass. Make sure you check them out on Facebook.com. Look up the Galactic Get Down for all the information. We have bands galore. Bands! As a matter bands. of fact, if you use Spotify, go on Spotify right now and look up the Galactic Get Down 2017, the playlist. I have curated... A playlist with about 90% of the entire roster worth of music. It's, it's, it's over a day's worth of music already, and it's, it's a good listen, and it's a good way to prepare. And if you can't make it, it's a good way to be there in spirit, supporting the bands with your sense per listen. But it adds up, man. It adds up. And in this day and age, we got we to gotta support any way we can. Can you believe it's seven days? We're going to be free. Free as a bird, baby. I don't know, man. I'm getting overwhelmed with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just fucking slide into it once we get there. But leading up to it, I'm getting so overwhelmed, man. <laughs> hey, my niece is fucking killing our banner. Hell yeah, killing it. She's got the whole background done, and it literally looks like I just fucking ate some shrooms and fucking stared into space. It's Awesome. I can't wait awesome. to see it. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm excited. Super excited. 
Yeah, Shout out up. to Bizzle B. Bizzle B, best <laughs> artist I know. And if you go to the Galactic Get Down or just enjoy seeking out food trucks in the Twin Cities, make sure to check out the the Bowl food truck. Brand new food truck. Uh, sponsored by the bass, bass player from from Dead Larry, Joe Scarpolino. Man, this this truck, he's put a lot of work into this. He's put a lot of money into it. He drives for them. He preps for them. He helps to execute everything with this truck. On top of his already full-time job and his full, full-time job as bass player for Dead Larry and Smokin' Joe and Friends, his other project. Which you can also catch at the Galactic Get Down. I'm le- really looking forward to sinking my teeth into some uh, delicious funky grub. It's gonna be good. Funky grub, got the funky grub, funky grub, funky grub, got the funky grub. My biggest fear going into this coming weekend is weather with the equipment, but on the other side, it's us. Potentially missing out on tubing for the second year in the row. But this time because we're working and not just lazy. Yeah, I uh, I think, yeah, I, I swear that's going to be one of our best times to record. Because there's going to be so few people around, so little background noise. I uh, I worry about that. Eh. But you know what? To be fair, I think the weather is a bigger concern because I was looking at the 10-day forecast, and uh, it looks like uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, thunderstorms. (laughs) Not happy about that. Not happy about that at all. That's not what I've seen in the weather. Were you looking in Redwood Falls, though? Please tell me. No, no, no. I put in Lanesboro, Minnesota is what I put in. Oh, in Lansboro, there was uh, thunderstorms Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was like, oh, shit. Or no, I think it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. One, anyways, it was like, not good. Not good. I was not happy. Well, let's hope that changes because I swear to God, the earth has been, it's, it's been it's raining itself out enough. Right. Right. Who gives a shit? It's over a week away. That shit, they don't know. They just guess. They just fucking guess. They don't know. Yeah, man. Monster Wear Clothing, The Galactic Get Down 2017, and The Bowl Food Truck. Just fork it. Fork it, baby! It's going to be one hell of a weekend. We are going to be recording uh, Beastix Podcast. Get Local MN is going to have a bunch of footage. And we're going to be doing Fantastic Fables all while at the get down. Not sure if we're going to be able to get you them to you until we get back, because I'm not sure how connection is going to work out there. Yeah, but that'll we, be interesting. If we can transfer the episodes to phones and then bounce it to the internet from there, we will. We, we want to get you guys our stuff as close to on time as possible. And if not, it'll be up on Sunday. Yep, and if we can get it live, we'll get it to y'all live, right, as soon as possible. You know what I mean? We're just going to play with, with whatever the towers allow us. It's the Twin Towers, folks. It all comes back to Stephen King and his goddamn books. I'm telling you, man. The, it's The Dark uh, Tower. When you're floating out there in the galaxy, it's hard to get a, a, a 
strong internet connection. But it was yeah, it was rough last year. I don't think I was able to post anything till we left. Because you're out in the middle of the boondoggles, man. It's good. Where stuff, you should be. Yeah. You're 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 connecting with nature. You're getting away from civilization, and you're going into a new galaxy, a galaxy of getting down. And that's where I want to be, man. This is where I want to be. Right here with Cloud Style. Smoking on some trees. Listening to some bomb-ass cuts. You know what I mean. Now that you do that, you totally sparked a memory in my head. And last week, I promised you guys that the Fat Mac... Would perform for you live. God, that's the, the thing. The entire Keenan and Cal theme song. I sent and it I to like, you. Fuck. I sent it to you. I know, because I was listening to it, and I was like, there's no way I'm going to remember this fucking cut. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking, yeah, sure. You want me to do it? Yeah. I don't know that it'll, I don't know, because I don't know it, because that was like, I was a, uh. I was a uh, all that person, but I was not a. I, I watched Keenan and Cal, but I wasn't a diehard. So I don't know. Do you want me to just uh, since you got control of the audio, I guess I got to kick it a cappella, huh? So I'm not really going to be able to link up with you. Well, if you could find the beat for it, but I don't want you to use his backing. Yeah, but then we got to try to sync it up and shit, and that ain't <laughs> that ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? It's just right. gonna be off. Right. Yeah, it'll just be a cappella. That's cool. Um, Hang right. on. I got an idea. So, I got an idea. You, uh, all you gotta do is look at your Facebook. Yeah, okay. Okay. But how are we gonna sync it up? No, just, it's fine. What do you mean it's fine? You want me to start going? I'll start going. Just start going, yeah. Just look at your Facebook first. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start going, man. Just, yeah. just hold up. Here it is, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Fat Mac performing the Keenan and Cal show theme song. We've been waiting decades for this. All right, here we go. Everybody out there, go run and tell your homeboys and homegirls. Time for Keenan and Kel. They keep you laughing in the afternoon, so don't touch that dial. Don't leave the room because they're Always into something. It's fun. Don't want to miss it. It's double K to the... Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's as far as I can get on it, man. That's, that's fine. Until next week. When you come <laughs> back to redeem yourself. <laughs> now, if you're, if you're talking about, like, one, two, three, something new, or Gangsta's Paradise, or too hot, I'm down with some Coolio. But yeah, I I I, uh, I didn't know the Keenan and Kel intro. <laughs> I know the all that intro, but it's literally them saying all that over and over again. <laughs> right, right. I know the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark intro, but there's no lyrics to that. Holy shit! If we're gonna be talking about old school Nickelodeon shows, I just gotta say that uh, Rocco's Modern Life is gonna be coming back for a TV movie. I guess. I haven't heard that, but I know Rocco's Modern Life theme song. Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw something about that on the YouTubes as well. Rock, 
life. I loved it before I realized it was uh, so 18 plus. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Um, I loved it when it first came out. Actually, I wish I still had it. Well, it doesn't matter because I have the DVDs. But I had like seven VHS tapes that I had recorded during the summers that had fucking when they ran Nicktoon marathons. And it had the Rockos and it had the Avril Monsters and the Ren and Stimpies and the Dugs and all of that shit. And I watched them like mad for a long time. Past past the time I was eighteen, I had them. Uh, I may still have them, but I don't. I don't know where all my VHS shit is because I don't have a VCR anymore, so it's pointless. I mean, I still have a bunch of wrestling fucking VHSs, like a ton. From when I remember when we bought fucking pay per views for fifty bucks and I'd record them. Yep, yep, yep. We all fucking did that. We all did that. Yeah, I still have a bunch of them. I used to get WrestleMania from my aunt every year on three different cassettes or VHSs. uh, I liked Keenan and Kel uh, um, because it was good, but I never got as horribly into it. I did love the orange soda thing, which is what brought it up last week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Who loves orange soda? (laughs) But otherwise, I couldn't tell you a whole lot other than, like, the beginning started out with them doing something. No, what did it start out with them doing something or were they on stage? At some point they got on stage and Keenan was like, I got an idea. And Kel was like, oh, come on, Keenan, what is your idea? And then Keenan would just walk off. And then Kel would be like, oh, here it goes. <laughs> that was great. I remember that. Yeah. It was a good show, but it was just it was just slightly past, I think, my watching Nickelodeon show's time. Yeah, yeah. If I was a, just, a, a little bit younger, I feel like it would be my, um, good God, Urkel. In Living Color? Urkel. Oh, Family Matters? Family Matters, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad Kel's finally starting to make a little bit of a comeback. Keenan Thompson is doing pretty good for himself. Kel's finally coming back a little bit. He's he's here and there. He had a, a show for a while. It was like a, a comedy show. It was probably close oh. to a decade ago. But he was the host. <laughs> yeah. And I think it aired late nights on like CW or some shit like that. Well, you know, for the longest time, him and Keenan, like Keenan didn't want shit to do with him. Like, they'd do interviews with Cal, and they'd be like, where's Keenan? He's like, that motherfucker won't return my calls. And it wasn't until, I think it was Jimmy Fallon got them together to do a Keenan and Cal reunion. Yep. And then, they, and then they'd then they sit together and do, they did some web shows, and I think Cal, did Cal, am I making this up, or did Cal show up on an episode of SNL to do one skit with Keenan or something? I think, yeah, he was, they did a, they did a good, good burger sketch on SNL. I want to say they did. I might be making that up. I'm I'm almost 100% positive. So I was (laughs) like, yeah, it's good to see the kid getting some love. Otherwise, though, from what I heard, he does a lot of um, actually uh, producing and directing. And he was, I think he was uh, a lead character on another um, Nickelodeon show that starred like kids that, that that are his age when he started. Um, somewhere he was like a mute, like he was like Jay Z, you know what I mean, like a Jay Z type guy. Yeah. And he was like, like grooming these young fucking black kids. I don't know. That's that's what I I think happened. 
knows? Maybe Kel's a serial killer. I don't Maybe. fucking know. I would love to see them do a Good Burger 2 now. Good Burger 1 was horrible. It was, it was horrible. Little, I, was I love that movie. I, I love that movie. It was awful. It was awful. Mondo Burger, my ass. <laughs> Abe Vigoda is Abe Vigoda. rolling over in his grave right now. Abe Vigoda would come back from the dead for another chance to Fucking Abe have Vigoda. a part two. It's got to be the... That's got to be the biggest blemish on Abe Vigoda's. Not really, because towards the end of his career, he was just fucking popping up and shit where he didn't have to act, but he got a paycheck anyways. And you people know, would just allow him to do it. I understand why Keenan got out of the spotlight, because he definitely would have been typecast in, in the same role for his entire career. Oh, yeah. Know? Fucking definitely. And, and yeah, sometimes you need to step away just to, to break away from that. Uh, Ryan Reynolds did it, and now he's Deadpool. I mean, it's back to the same kind of humor he was doing in Van Wilder, which is great. But he had but to break bad. away from the Van Wilder mold yeah. for a while and make a whole bunch of shitty ro- romantic comedies and that movie where he was a fat right. Yeah, that was horrible. I watched it, and I laughed, but it was horrible. Wasn't it Jessica Alba, too? I think that's I think why so. I watched it, because it was <laughs> Jessica Alba. I was, watch- I was listening to... Uh, People of, of Beef Sticks and Fantastic Fables know I love Bill Burr. I was listening to his podcast, and he was watching that horrible movie, like, uh, Into the Blue, and he was talking about it, and it's got, it's a horrible movie with a horrible premise, the acting's horrible, and he's like, you're just sitting there, and you're watching him do all this really ridiculous shit, like, these pirates, or these robbers go underwater with scuba gear, and then these two guys follow him. And they don't have scuba gear, and they spend the whole time down in in the sunken plane, and they they have no time to breathe. But they're down there for like ten minutes, and he's like, and it's just the stupidest thing. And he's like, but the editing is amazing in it because as soon as you're like, fuck this movie, they cut to Jessica Alba in a bikini, and you're like, God, this movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, that bitch can do that. Look at what she did for Fantastic Four. She's the right. only reason people watch that movie. <laughs> the only fucking reason. Uh, it's because she lost her clothes in that movie. Hey, man. Let's talk about beer. Let's do that. Right after I make a trip to the refrigerator. I guess you can get us started. Refrigerator. Why do I love you so because you hold my food and my beer, so you're my heart and soul. Refrigerator. We should do that every time we're going to do our fucking beer shit. That should be like the the song. But I'm going to have to go back and re-fucking listen to it so I know what it is because I just made it up and I already <laughs> forgot what the song is. But I, I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that song every time we talk about our beers. But I got to I'll just I got snip it. it. I'll just snip it from the show and make a button. Refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. Just snip it and make a button. We'll do it. I beforehand. like how it's an ode to the refrigerator and not an ode to beer. Well, it gives us beer and food. If, if you hadn't walked away to the refrigerator, you'd realize that was the the whole premise. Was it gives us beer and food, so it's my heart and soul. You know what I mean? Um. So anyway, so I. I'm ingesting a Castle Cream Ale. This thing is brewed and packaged by Castle Danger Brewing Company. I love anything with danger in it. Danger. Remember Danger Mouse? I loved Danger. 
Sterling Danger Archer. You know, I love danger. Anyways, Castle Cream Ale was created while sitting around the kitchen, or so the can told me. During our startup days, this is in the, the wee old days when the castle was just getting built, when 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 the the serfs were putting down granite and they hadn't yet dug the moat. And the need for seasonable beer became clear. I like how they rhymed that right there. <laughs> our first intent our first intern actually came up with the idea to brew a cream ale. I bet they still didn't pay the fucker. They still right. didn't pay the cocksucker. Right. Poor guy. They're they making money him. off this they shit. They fired him right after they made it. Oh, yeah. Like, well, we're going to do oh, this. Fucking... Get out of here. He went on to fucking uh, shoot himself over some ugly woman that fucking broke his heart and shit. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible shit. I'm, 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 literally drinking, I'm literally drinking the tears of a poor, unpaid, injured bastard. I mean, but it's delicious. Um, so, uh, so we started designing the recipe. As with all Castle Danger beers, we start with a flavor profile, then expand upon it to create something unique. Castle unique. Cream is our version of a cream ale. Deep golden color. It is a soft, multi aroma, slightly sweet, creamy texture with a balanced bitterness while finishing smooth and clean. And it ends with a cheers with an exclamation point. Now, I'm going to say. This beer, um, I, I don't get the. It says balanced with a bitterness. Um, it doesn't come off horribly. Uh, you know what it tastes like to me? It tastes like the kind of blend I didn't think could happen between a uh, an amber bock and a cream soda. Like if somebody told me I'm going to mix an amber bock and a cream soda, I'd say that's going to be disgusting. I get that from this in a good way. I don't get the bitterness they talk about. I get a very slight uh, sweetness towards the end. But the thing I love, I'm a coffee drinker, folks. And when I drink coffee, I use heavy whipping cream as my cream for my coffee. I don't use half and half. I don't use the shit with fucking sugar doused in it. And all it is is 1% fucking milk with sugar in it. I use heavy whipping cream. And you feel you feel it when you drink it. You feel it. It coats your mouth. I get a little bit of that from this. And I really like it. It's 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 the perfect adult cream soda without calling itself that. You know, you have those uh, adult root beers or hard root beers, and I didn't care for them. Yeah, yeah. I don't this like is them what either. I would call an adult cream soda, but I think they're smart by not calling it that because it doesn't taste like it doesn't taste like cream soda. It doesn't. Um, it's good. It, it's in cans. I didn't find it in bottles. Go out there and buy it. They tried to charge me fucking 15 bucks for it, folks. If they try to charge you 15 bucks for it, fucking say something. Because I said something, and I said, I'm not paying 15 bucks for a six-pack of fucking cans. And then they charged me 10 bucks for it, and I said, all right, let's do that. <laughs> so, well, there you go. So, there like, you go. <laughs> I'm also drinking a canned beer today. This is... North Lake Brewing Company's Honey Brown Lager. Mm. Actually made and canned in Ramsey, Minnesota, which is just about 25 minutes from where I'm at currently in Princeton, Minnesota. 
Nice. It's, uh, you know, when you're feeling extra redneck and you want to go out fishing with the boys in the boat up north, that's the exact kind of beer you need. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of, kind of one of the basic bitch of beer styles being a logger. It is more like uh, like a MGD, if you will. But it's got that note of honey that just kind of brings a little bit of sophistication to it. And it, it, it blends it out nicely. And I think this is, without a doubt, a perfect fishing beer. Or a fish perfect out on the lake beer. Nice. It's good. It's really good. And it's really local. Get local. Minnesota. Damn right. The rest of you guys from uh, Pleasant View, California, and all the other places, so you you guys can get local, too. Hey, always drink local, no matter where you're at. Some of the best beers you're going to find at your local breweries. I'm going to look for that one. I, I don't know that I, I don't recognize the name, so I don't know that they carry it at our local liquor store here. Uh, but I'm going to ask them about it, and if not, I might have to try to find a... I might have to try to find a spot. There you go. I'll try to. Very rustic. It's got some wood panel as the backdrop. It's got a circle right. with the logo over it. And there's the it's got a the circle. Yeah. <laughs> you know, hey, mine's got a circle also. You can't be dead. It's got a circle up in the corner. You see this, the, the corner circle? Yep. Um, kind kind of know, a secret and, and, circle. I'm not a I'm I'm not a fishing guy, but man, if if it's a good fishing beer, I'll bet you it's a good sitting on your deck and fucking enjoying the humidity beer. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I do. I mean, that's if you're I... in the mood for a beer like a Coors Light or an MGD, you know, something without all the hops and the 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. Make without it simple. all the bells and whistles and flags. Yeah. Yeah, you you don't need like a, a peach beer to be happy. No. This is you don't need a fucking you. adult cream soda. You can just drink a fucking beer. Yeah, and it's honey brown lager. I mean, it is what beer should be. Honey brown. Not to be confused with what people should be, which is milky white, pasty white, pasty white. People should be pasty white. You white, milk toast, white guilt. Holy shit, man. Sunday, we come home from the get down. It airs live on TV. The next day, I get to wake up with my bowl of cereal for breakfast and watch me some Rick and Morty. Motherfucker. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, right? Season 7, episode 6 is going to fucking finally drop. Finally! Fuck! We've been waiting for it. <laughs> waiting. What if they just put out one episode and then make us wait forever? Wait, wait. They can do it. They can do it because they Pickle have us Rick. all on pins and needles, you know? I'm excited to find out about Pickle Rick. Right. What's the deal with Pickle Rick? What's he going to do? How is he going to get out of that pickle? How did he get into the pickle? And that's a dill of a pickle that he's in. Yeah, it, it's going to be good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. And speaking of fucking exciting and speaking of fun, how many of y'all ever wanted to fucking fly in a helicopter over the ocean and then fucking crash? Shane McMahon did. 
damn Or right. at least it happened to him. I think he wanted to. I think he was I think he was setting up next year's WrestleMania. I think this is literally a practice for next year's WrestleMania. That's what I'm thinking it is. See, and I saw this as a a, a pathetic attempt to get more people to watch this Sunday's WWE Battleground. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Only on the WWE network. Or anywhere you can find it illegally. Yeah. Or through your cable providers. But mostly the what WWE happened? Network. What happened to Shane McMahon after his helicopter crashed in the ocean? Find out this Sunday on WWE Network's WWE Battleground, hosted by WWE and CWWE SmackDown's commissioner on WWE, the son of WWE chairman, when he talks about his WWE experience. That's the WWE way. This Sunday, <laughs> it's going down, literally. <laughs> so what happened, man? We're, we're fucking joking. What the fuck happened here? Is this I, a fucking shoot? Is this a work? What happened, man? What, what happened? I, you know, there's no video. I say if there's no video, there's no, you know. We know Paige happened because there was a video. We know the Page oh, Del Rio debacle at the airport happened because there was audio. Yes. All we've got, or all I've seen, is one picture of Shane McMahon and the article. The uh, helicopter was having some issues, and the pilot was forced to emergency land in the ocean. Well. Nobody was hurt. You know, and nobody was hurt, and he claims WWE everybody angle. was calm. Like, that kind of throws me off, too. He's like, the pilot was calm, so I wasn't worried. I was like, wait a second. Your helicopter malfunctioned, and he literally said we have to crash land in the ocean, and you were cool? But then again, his motherfucker jumped off the hell in a cell. I don't know. Maybe he was cool about it. Maybe you he's know, just like, fuck it. If I was going to crash land in the ocean and I knew my pilot had already contacted somebody saying we're going to crash land in the ocean, here's our coordinates, I, I probably wouldn't be stressing too much either. It's the fucking ocean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you don't got a lost float, thing going on. The helicopter will float for a minute, you know, a good minute. That's if you survive the crash landing, though. Yeah, but... The plane was still running. It's not like the engine had stalled. There was just something wrong. He was forced. It's to not. It's down. not a plane. Well, the helicopter. Whatever. Shoot it. But still, yeah, it was. It was more of an emergency. I'm pretty land. sure I mean, it was a soft they, impact, and and I'm pretty sure it yeah. floated there until somebody came to pick it up. They sold it. You know. I mean, they they sold it like they should. That's how the news networks are, and that's how pro wrestling is. They sold it. Uh, I believe it's legit. But I also believe it's yeah. it, it could have been worse. But that being said, thank heavens it wasn't worse. And, I mean, I'm glad that everything worked out. I'm glad he had an experienced pilot taking care of him. You know, I mean, a, a bad pilot can turn a good, a, a, an okay situation or a tolerable situation into a fucking disaster. Right. So it's, it's a good thing he had a good pilot. Um, why, why is Shane flying solo with this one dude? That's my question. Maybe it was, uh, pilot classes. Maybe Shane's learning to fly for his ring entrance at WrestleMania 34. 
Maybe, or was it a homosexual rendezvous? Might have been. That's what I want to know. Inquiring minds need to know. Right? Well, every aircraft has a little black box. The truth will come out. We're probably going to get cut off now, you guys. Just due to recent events. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Every time we head down this path, something bad happens. We're only 40 minutes into the show. It's already. Let's just hope Vince no. and his cronies are more worried about the health of his son <laughs> than tuning in this week. In all honesty, we're just here at Beef Sticks. We're just happy that everybody's okay, everybody's safe, and that, uh, you know, it, it, it could have been worse. It, it, it wasn't. So God bless him. How about some uh, How about some? God damn them. Now, now, God damn them, right? God damn them. God damn them! For what they did next. It was karma. His his helicopter crash was karma for the WWE canceling the WWE Network's mainstay and quite possibly number one show across the board, Talking Smack. Bastards. Bastards. Not only did they cancel it, but they didn't tell anybody it was canceled. Just put out a tweet. Everybody who worked for the show... Found it the same fucking way we did. So, so it's funny and the worst part I'm is, funny. they did this on Friday. We could have talked about this last week when it was fresh. I know, right? They do this shit on purpose. Yeah, the they shut us down, is- and then they, they, they're like, we're going to drop big news now. It's just like the presidency, you know? They they wave their flag over here, something big's happening over here, and then he signs a couple of bills on the table when you're not looking. And then before you know it, They don't want you a- to talk about it. They thought we'd forget about it by now. We thought They thought we wouldn't let people know it's it's vince's army at work apparently it's not completely dead so this will continue to air after smackdown events allegedly but allegedly that's only temporary also so so we're gonna get into this actual source in a moment first thing i want to say renee young was at Stanford, Connecticut, WWE headquarters the day that they canceled Talking Smack, okay? The day they canceled it, Renee Young, who is the co-host, the main co-host, sometimes it's Daniel Bryan, sometimes it's Shane McMahon, but it's always Renee Young. She was there the day it happened. Nobody fucking told her. Three days later, she finds out because, and I I don't have the name right now, but this guy who runs another wrestling fucking podcast tweeted her asking her how she felt about the show being canceled. And she said, I never heard about it. And then a little bit later, she retweeted him saying, wow, that's a slap in the face. And somebody on that same thread asked her how how her show, uh, uh, um, Oh, what's her show? Unfiltered? Unfiltered? Yeah. WWE Network show? Yep. Unfiltered. They said, are there going to be any new episodes of that? And she said, no, apparently they canceled that also. She wasn't fucking told. Daniel Bryan tweet talking about how he didn't know anything about it and that he fucking felt bombarded. They, it, It was very unprofessional. Very, very unprofessional. But then... 
Then, folks, Sports Illustrated, very reputable magazine. I don't think that they're just posting random shit they hear in the hallway. Very reputable magazine. Post an article, and I'm going to read almost the whole thing because it actually lays a lot of fucking weight to what happened in the situation and what we've been saying for a long time and might make you all think that maybe, maybe, maybe Beach Sticks isn't making all this shit up about Vince McMahon being a fucking egomaniacal fucking demigod who's trying to shut their fucking shit off because he's fucking insane, okay? Listen to what I have to say. I'm going to read this from Sports Illustrated magazine. Extremely reputable. The WWE Network show, popular among fans for its organic nature, was canceled by Vince McMahon. McMahon, whose appearances at weekly WWE television shows is becoming increasingly irregular, was at TV this past week. Sources close to the situation reported that McMahon was unhappy with the show and strongly believed it did not serve the company's best interest. Why didn't it serve the company's best interest? Let's keep reading. The cancellation, which was announced this past Friday, upset both talent and viewers. There's a tweet from Miz I'm going to read here, folks. R.I.P. Talking Smack. I enjoyed the freedom this show gave WWE talent to showcase what they could do. Renee Young brought the best out of us all. And then Daniel Bryan, the other co-host, tweeted, I come online to support Sammy for Syria, which is Sammy Zane, folks, and find this out. I am the GM and nobody did anything. Daniel Bryan didn't know, folks. Renee Young posted, really disappointed about Talking Smack. We tried to make the show great. Guess I'll go back to welcoming my guest at this time. To her being nothing but a pair of tits who holds a microphone up to a male. Okay, folks? It goes on. It says, despite infrequent recent appearances at SmackDown, McMahon remains the singular voice of his company. Folks, you're talking about Vince McMahon, not Shane McMahon or Stephanie McMahon. He remains looped on every detail from Paul Triple H Levesque, Stephanie McMahon, and Kevin Dunn on Raw, as well as Road Dog Brian James and Michael Hayes on SmackDown. For those of you who don't know, those are the key writers of those shows and creative control of those shows. It goes on to say, Vince McMahon is by no means detached from his product, yet Sports Illustrated was informed that the 70-year-old is just not as physically present as he once was. That makes sense. We understand that. Vince probably shouldn't be around as much as he is. He's 70. He's well past retirement age. Now it says, Talking Smack generated headlines through its open, unscripted forum, including seminal moments from The Miz, and greatly enhanced the recent heel turn for The Usos. I would go on and say people like Titus O'Neil, Kevin Owens, uh, uh, Eric Rowan had a really good fucking spot. Like, so many people yeah. had had such a... had a mic, had an opportunity to speak without being fucking written in the script. Good, right? Yeah. Now, you talk about Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens could be a pretty big part as to why the show got canceled. 
with his whale vagina <laughs> comment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whale vagina. You know, and then and then with the Ball family on Raw, you know, there's there's a big, you know, everybody's in panicking about people improving lines and saying things that they're not supposed to say. They, you know, how many times do you think WWE's been fined in the last two months? Well, that gets into what, what what's coming up here. It says WWE offered the following statement on Friday, stating, "Quote." We continuously review WWE Network's programming lineup based on a variety of factors, including viewership and subscriber research. Talking Smack and Raw Talk will air following pay-per-view events, and Tuesday will continue to feature 205 Live, unquote. I'm going to go back to that quote. I have one more paragraph to read. The unscripted nature of the show ultimately played a role in its removal, Despite plans for occasional talking smack shows after SmackDown spe- specific pay-per-views, whoo, that was hard to get through. The long-term plan, per Vince McMahon, is to eradicate the program completely. So, now it says we continuously review WWE network programming based on a variety of factors, including viewership and subscriber research. Talking smack... Uh, per Pro Wrestling Insider, was always, I mean, and, and they'd put out ratings for the WWE Network, which I'm not sure where they get them from because they're not publicly released. So I'm not exactly sure how they get them. But if they're legitimate at all, Talking Smack was consistently in the top three of WWE Network programming shows. And always, unless there was a pay-per-view, it would get knocked down a little bit. And always higher than 205 Live. So yeah. they're keeping 205 Live, getting rid of Talking Smack, and like it says here, the plan is in the future to get rid of the Talking Smack program even after the pay-per-views. It seems like Vince McMahon just, he he found something that he wasn't in control of. He accidentally stumbled on the fucking set one day. He's seen these motherfuckers <laughs> talking without a here? script. Yeah, they, they had no script. He's like, who wrote the script? And I said, nobody, you know, he probably, you know, what probably happened. I, I, this is what I'm going to say. He walked on stage. He heard some talent. I don't know who it was. Any talent. Let's say the Miz. And he said, God damn, that sounded really good. We need more of that on the show. Who wrote that script? And somebody said, no one. He came up with that on his own. He can't talk on his own. We need to get rid of this shit probably what happened he probably loved it and then somebody told him it was his own idea and then he hated it <laughs> or I he was there the day kevin owens snuck the whale I vagina think... in and kevin owens only did it because vince mcmahon was in the room i like the way you said snuck the whale vagina in <laughs> you can sneak those things around they're surprisingly uh, compact this is just this is so much that fucking vince mcmahon shit that we like to think is going away but is obviously still fucking hanging above everybody. Constantly. He's 70, though, guys. We don't got to wait for <laughs> Yeah, right. That motherfucker's going to live to 170. <laughs> He'll bury Triple H and Stephanie, I tell you what. Uh... He'll bury Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, this is, you know, not only... Not only is it shitty they got rid of a program that the the audience loves, 
But how do you treat your talent that way? Like, to not let any... Like, you know this had to have been a Vince McMahon just being pissed and wanting to do something about it immediately. Because otherwise, they should easily have gotten some kind of information that, hey, in the next couple weeks, we're going to get rid of this show. They would have had a finale show, you know? There would have been, like, something like, hey, this is the big ending. We're going to do this. You're still going to see us after the pay-per-views, but this is this. And they'd have, like... John Cena or somebody big on for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, this was very abrupt. Vince showed up. He didn't like it. He smashed the cameras and the table. And that's that. Vince smash! (laughs) Vince angry! (laughs) Yeah, some shit And then because Shane came up with the idea for this show, he set up that helicopter crash. Oh, shit! We're going to get cut off for sure now. 100%. We're getting cut off. Right? It wasn't even it wasn't even fucking two men. That's why there's only like there's there's no fucking footage or nothing. It was Vince and Shane and another guy. Vince chucked him out. The helicopter driver didn't know about it, the pilot. So he went down to pick him up. Vince put him in a fucking chokehold and the fucking and the helicopter pilot crashed. And then they had to come up with a story. Because Vince gave him a shit ton of money to be like, just shut the fuck up. Don't act like I tried to kill my son. That's what happened. That's the truth, folks. And you're going to hear it here. <laughs> Sixth podcast. Oh, shit. And we get down to the bottom of things every fucking week. Where else can you get content like this? As Coolio would say, oh, here it goes. That was as far as I was going with that. I'm sorry. It's okay. You have until next week. Next week. Next week. It's coming. It's so it felt like a strong, fucking wild, heavy news week, but I think we only got a few more to go through. Um, and at some point, I'm going to have to step away to take another fucking piss break, man. I think I had a weak bladder this week. But week, I'm going I'm to try it. This is my, my, this is my second uh, my second piss break, and you folks are not even sure where my first one was at. <laughs> um, but not only has this week been full of heavy drama, but now the will he, won't he rumors have permeated the intranet. Yes, folks, the intronet. It appears that Brock Lesnar may not be re-signing after WrestleMania 34. That's true. The way things look, it's been said almost two years since his ban from the UFC for alleged... Alleged... Yeah, because you get banned for alleged. Alleged. Um, Collegiate. Collegiate steroid use. Not steroid use, but enhancement use. Uh, He never was busted for steroids. Enhancement use. Collegiate Um, enhancement use. There we go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Says that he may be headed back to the octagon for a UFC return. Um, You know what? This kind of fits the uh, Brock Lesnar timeline. If you've been following his career. Right. He kind of hopped between the legit to the pro, legit pro, legit pro. I mean, it's probably about time, I guess. 
I guess. He's getting up there, though, and I feel like every time he goes back to the UFC, he's going to get killed more. So is he just uh, is he jealous of the uh, McGregor-Mayweather thing? He is that be. getting too much I think, uh, publicity? I think he wants to get in on the action, yeah. But why not? If he could, if he could get in there and face McGregor, he can lose. He's walking away, fucking multimillionaire. Right. I mean, he's already a multimillionaire. He's walking away with multi millions. Or he I can just say. take steroids and win, and then come back to WWE for another two years. Yeah, he could take steroids, win, get multi millions, and pay multi thousands in fines, <laughs> and still be okay. <laughs> um. Do you think they're going to be watching more heavily ahead of time now, or do you think they're going to? I would hope they would. I would. What hope. about Lance Armstrong, man? When he was caught doing steroids, didn't they like take everything from him? They took his weed, man. <laughs> they took his testicle. They took his testicle. He has one testicle now. Did you hear that? <laughs> I thought he you meant they took testicle. his one remaining testicle. Oh no, no, no! He only has one now. <laughs> They took it. Did you know France could do that? Did you know France could take testicles? That's a thing that happens. After World War II, they, they was part of the uh, the uh, Genosha Agreement. There you go. France can take testicles. What Where's that? The Geneva Conference. One of the other. What do they do with them? Do they pair nicely with frog legs? Isn't the isn't Genosha where um? Where mutants are, are kept and they can't be allowed to use their powers in the Marvel Universe, like an yeah. X-Men thing? Yeah, it's an X-Men thing. It's yeah, they got collars and shit. They got yeah. collars and they can't do it. Lance Armstrong got a collar put on his fucking sack <laughs> and it took away a testicle! Brock Lesnar gets fined a couple He was a couple mutant, he was born with one testicle and his mutant power was having two. <laughs> How great would it be to be Brock Lesnar just to get to do whatever you wanted to? How great would it be to be Brock Lesnar and say I fucked Sable before she was an old woman? Why, why are you pondering on that? <laughs> that shouldn't have been that long of a pause. It should have been like great. There was a whole great. Video. There was a whole video. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd just be great to be Brock Lesnar, other than the tiny testicles. And the penis tattoo on my chest. Otherwise, well, and the tiny voice. Like, I'm a small dude. I'm 5'6". And my voice is way deeper than fucking Brock Lesnar's. Right. Like, way. I mean, he'd still fuck me up in a fight. But, but if we he, were back... You'd be laughing the fight. whole time. If, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, my, like him and Mike Tyson should be I'm a fucking... I'm gonna kick your ass! <laughs> ah! Right. Fucking red-faced and shit. You get purple face just fucking walking into the ring. Dude, if Brock Lesnar found me, he'd kill me. I should shut up. <laughs> That's going to be Vince's next intercept for this show. Right? Lesnar and Samoa Joe, respectively. Uh, no, I, I, think, I think he's looking for his payday. I think he'll get... I mean, obviously, he gets a lot more money per, per single match working UFC than he does WWE. He doesn't have Even to though he's got a shit in WWE. Schedule. Yeah. Um and he knows that he can go 
Oh, he can leave for a year. He can have one, two bouts, make multi-million dollars, then come back to WWE and just end out his career in a few years, still making sporadic appearances. It'd be super great you know? if one time they brought him back and they're like, oh, you're too old to wrestle, but you're on the announce table now. He's been, well, folks, here you see, Kevin Owens is coming to the ring to face AJ Styles. Golly gee. for that Styles cause. Oh, what do you think, Donald Duck? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Honestly, like, I think he's, I other than the voice, I think he's this generation's Undertaker. I think he can come and go as he pleases. I think he can make sporadic appearances. And I think we'll still all love it. And I think we'll still all buy it. You know? Yeah. Is, is he? Is he? Is, is there anybody else who you could compare to this generation's Undertaker? Cena, maybe? Maybe Cena. <laughs> I don't uh, think he has the. Uh, I don't think he has the ominous role right. that 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 Undertaker and Brock have. Right. Just ominous. Yeah, and I mean it's only fitting that Lesnar would be this generation's Undertaker because he's the one who defeated the Undertaker. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. I guess I kind of see that. I think he I, could. I still want for for Bray Wyatt to be Undertaker because I not. mean obvious reasons. Maybe. Bray, maybe, Bray maybe, Wyatt he'll is our, maybe he'll be the one to end Bray's career. Dude, Bray Wyatt is our generation's Papa Shango. Okay? Shut I've up, already fucking up. accepted it. Shut up. He's our generation's Papa. He is. He is. Prove me wrong. Show me what's different between Papa Shango and Bray Wyatt. He wears a shirt and no face paint. Papa Shango wore a singlet and face paint. Well, he doesn't wear face paint. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, as far as, like, win-loss and pay-per-views and shit, like, he's in major storylines, but he can't ever win, and he's never going to. He's always going to be a gimmick that's going to lose. I think it's this generation's Papa Shango. He might get bigger than Papa Shango was, but I think he's this generation's Papa Shango. Brock this generation's Boogeyman? No, no, no. (laughs) I don't think there is a this generation's Boogeyman, is there? He came and went before I got back into wrestling. And I still like him. Everything I looked back and watched of him, I loved the boogeyman. Um, but I, I think I think Brock Lesnar will never be as big as Undertaker. And I think Bray Wyatt won't be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love you. What is up? Is it me? Is it you? Is it who? God dang it. I'm still going. The time's still going. The phone call stopped. I'm going to attempt to reconnect. Because we got this heated debate going on. I definitely think Bray Wyatt is above Papa Shango's status. Uh, Yeah. Let's see. He's on. This should be a quick fix, guys. I hope so, because we're only at an hour and three minutes, and we got to give you guys two hours worth of content, and I don't want to do it by myself. Oh. 
man. This is what we're talking about. Every time we start talking about some real shit, man, the show gets fucked up. You can't write this shit. We don't write this show. We barely take notes for this show. This is B-Sticks Podcast. We drink beer, and we tell you what's on our minds. Fat Mac just messaged me, said, My Skype quit, but all my internet is on. Loke, this is weird. And indeed, it is. This is very bizarre. I'm going to... Oh, we have you back! <coughs> Holy shit. Okay, so this, this is... this is, <laughs> Dude, this is actually kind of, kind of eerie. Very, very strange. I just this read the good folks, your, your message to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is kind of eerie. So, for those of you listening at home... Like, my Skype just shut the fuck off. Like, shut down completely. All my internet's on. My computer's running fine. Uh, fucking Netflix is up. Like, my webcam is working. Everything's working fine. You know, I, I'm not kidding. It started as a joke about shit being like we're paranoid and they're fucking with us. But, like, what's really going on is my question. Seriously. What's, it's, what's it's really going up. on? It's fucked up because we don't when we don't talk about shit, nothing happens. But as soon as we start getting somewhere, it happens. I want you to look. We should look into it. Maybe Skype is secretly owned by WWE. Right? Maybe it's like uh, NBC Universal because NBC has Vince a big bought chunk Skype. Of... Vince bought Skype so that the wrestlers could be able to call home to their families and see them anytime they wanted. Yeah, to. That could be. And he has a very vested interest in what we're doing. Because we break the news. We get to the bottom of it. We don't even have to dig. It's so there. On the plate, right in front of you. It's, it's, it's in front of you. Yeah, it's in front of you. It's some fucking shit. Are you getting kind of nervous that Lesnar's going to show up now? You know what's really bothered me is for no reason, all of a sudden, now that I'm back on, I've got, like, heavy static along with your voice on my end. I hope you're not hearing Weird. it. I'm not hearing static. And it's really when I mirror myself, I don't hear anything. So I've I tried, uh... I don't know. I've tried, like, uh, unplugging and replugging the shit, and it still is. So I'm just gonna put up with the static, folks. I'll put up with it for you. Uh, so, uh, did, did we, did we finish Brock Lesnar UFC? Did we? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're done talking about it. <laughs> I think we better be. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck, man. God damn. All right. On to other things, not WWE related. How about holy shit? Uh, Johnny Mundo. Menudo. Uh, those of you that are WWE fans, you might recognize the name John Morrison. Either way, um, Johnny Mundo went off on Vampiro this week after he and his fiance Taya Valkyrie have signed with GFW. Now, Johnny Mundo was a big name and former champion in uh, Lucha Underground. 
Taya worked a little bit of Lucha Underground, but she was a AAA mainstay for sure. And uh, the whole the whole thing stems. I mean, they're, they're, it's a big fucking uh, back and forth. And of course, folks, as always, brought to you by fucking Twitter. So, um, on Monday it was reported, Sexy Star won the AAA Rina de Rinas Championship. Now, that would be the Queen of Queens. Okay? And as for AAA, the former champion was stripped of her title, and that was Taya Valkyrie. And she won that in a no-DQ match back in April because she used a choke during her no-DQ match with Ayako Hamada. Uh, folks, Hamada, if you don't know her, she's been around a long time. She's actually getting up there in age. Look up, I, I literally, um, probably 10 years ago, maybe, made a DVD of Hamada's greatest matches. Um, you're not, you're going to find very few of any with English commentary. Fuck it. Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. This bitch puts on some of the best matches that fucking men have never tried to fucking compete with. Look her up. She's awesome. One of my favorites of all times, Ayako Hamada. Anyways, Vampiro told the crowd that Taya didn't win, or that Taya didn't show up and was being stripped of the title, but she was never scheduled to appear that day. The only reason they got her title back was because Johnny Mundo brought it with him for a photo shoot, but that was entrapment by AAA to get the title belt off of her and to take it. They literally, they had another wrestler fucking jacket from him and run. This is the story. This is the story, folks. Soap opera shit down there in Mexico land. Oh, yeah. yeah not they, like it's they, any they fucking different here. <laughs> you know, not like it's a lot different here with the fucking shit we go through. So after Taya quit because of this bullshit, Vampiro posted on Twitter, quote, probably shouldn't do this as I don't give a fuck, but a mark is a mark regardless of its gender. It's called building a story and an angle, and the day that talent dictates what happens in any company, then the company is in trouble. There are hundreds of people involved in planning stories, programming events in advance, and for me to even waste time addressing this to you is crazy, as I have a responsibility to do the best I can with what I have in front of me. Running a company in three continents is extremely complicated, and to be fair, it probably fucking is, folks. Now, as Taya is concerned, I choose not to say anything as I have been around long enough to see to many young talents close doors because they lose touch with reality. I support her, and I think she is incredible. Her opinions are hers and hers alone. As far as you go, they say you do what I have done or go through what I have gone through and can do a better job than me. I will respect you. For now, I apologize, but to me, you're a person who made me take five minutes out of my day to answer your text out of respect for your ignorance. Other than that, have a good day. Then, of course, more Twitter shit. Johnny Mundo wrote, I am a mark for pro wrestling. Taya Valkyrie is a mark for the hard work a title represents. Vampiro, you are a mark for yourself. 
Then he said, The locker room thinks you, Vampiro, are a two-faced lying douchebag who believes his own lies. Hashtag office stooge. I love that. Then he put, I know, right? Then he put retweet if you are with us. Vampiro then went to Facebook. Holy shit! It's not Twitter! <laughs> it's transcending Twitter! Oh my god! <laughs> this has got to be the biggest internet buildup for anything ever. No shit, right? <laughs> so he went on Facebook and he said, My he response went on Instagram. to Johnny Huh? He went on Instagram and posted a picture <laughs> of his left testicle. Oh... He said, my response to Johnny Mundo, Taya, and fans in general, this is the perfect case of something that can turn into something very bad. When I took the job of talent relations, producing and writing, I knew for a fact that I would have a thick skin because no matter what you do or how you do it, when you work in the entertainment industry or any industry for that matter and are in a position of influence and have responsibilities no matter what and no matter where, they will always be somebody who will not like you. I have also learned that if you are a public person, there will be more people who hate you than like you, and you will be destroyed in public via social media and every other outlet available. As no matter what, even if you are trying to do the best you can, somebody will be offended. I get that, and it's all good. I'm okay with that, and I think that's why I continue to grow as a person. Blah, 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 blah. I think that Taya is incredible and that she is a great performer and has so much in front of her. I do think that it was completely irresponsible how I went about this situation with her and that I apologize. As for Johnny goes, I have nothing but respect for him. And I think that he is one of the best pro wrestlers in the world today and certainly one of the best ever of his generation. I am just a guy who is trying his hardest to do his job. I do not apologize for who I am, but... I do apologize if I have offended anyone, and I do make professional mistakes. In saying that, I do not do anything on my own, and I always run things by my superior, as that is the way things are supposed to be done. I am certain that I cannot make everybody happy all the time, and I realize that I'm a passenger in this journey, and sooner or later, this and this will happen. I certainly hope this clears things up. So... Well, we'll have to wait to see what Johnny Mundo and Taya say, but I'd say Vampiro actually took the high road on this one. And that he, uh, you know, I mean, it sounds like he was doing his job one way or the other. And even if he was being an ass, professionally, he went out there and he said the right thing and did the right thing. Right. He's not pulling a... Um, he's not Jim he's, yeah, he's not Jim Cornette. He's not Rebby Hardy. He's not uh, GFW. I mean, he seems to be doing things the decent way. Which is good. It's really good, especially for a person like Vampiro. I mean... It's professional. You know I mean? Yeah. It couldn't have been easy for him to remain that professional, I feel. Yeah, he seems like he has a lot of shit to say sometimes. So who knows? So on on the uh, talk about Johnny Mundo and and Valkyrie, they have both signed with GFW, and should be showing up there pretty gall darn soon, Boo. along 
with one of the best tag teams in the independent circuit weren't Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, which who, by the way, Kyle O'Reilly is now with WWE also. And if they don't put those two in a fucking tag team together, they're fucking stupid. Because the two of them are okay, but Red Dragon is awesome. Don't try to push two okay wrestlers when you have an awesome tag team. That being said, the new tag team with GFW is Ohio is for Killers, or OI4K. Which, if you folks haven't heard of them, go on YouTube and just put in OI4K and you will get a lot of fucking awesome tag team and multi-man matches. They are also with GFW now, but not all is fucking sunny and pleasant and fucking flutes and harps for GFW because it appears that they have lost one of their originals. If you can say GFW has originals because they've had like three shows and then they combined with TNA, so I'm not sure how that works. But Nick Aldis, also known as Magnus, is rumored to have left. For those of you who may not know, he is Mickey James's husband. Could we see him making his way to WWE? I hope. It seems because like they're getting all the couples right now. Yeah, yeah. They got Miz and Maurice, and they got Cena and fucking gonna, Nikki, and they got Bennett and Alice. Live with. Right, just a, a mixed fucking a mixed group. It, it's got to be better than Two Hundred Five Live, isn't it? <laughs> Can't be much worse. I hope so. Uh, it would be interesting because he's a really good wrestler and he deserves it. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to talk about a couple of other things too before we move on to our battleground picks. Speak um, up, my friend. Paige and Del Rio. This whole debacle with the airport thing. I'm looking at it in a new light because he mentioned cocaine and that Paige had cocaine which would bring up yep. a WWE drug test. And if she popped, this would be her third strike and she'd be fired. And if that didn't work, he filed abuse charges against her or is. And if he presses charges, a domestic abuse charge would get her automatically terminated from WWE. This could all be an elaborate setup just to get her out. But obviously WWE does not want to let her go that easily with the fighting with my family moving co- movie coming out soon. Right. Otherwise, she probably would have been let go after the sex tape leaked. She'd have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. But they can't give up the free publicity. Not only the free free publicity of this big movie being done, but the fact that it's produced by The Rock. I mean, that's huge. That's yeah. fucking huge. A yep. wrestling movie produced by The Rock. If WWE doesn't have their stamp on that shit, they're losing a lot of fucking money. They're losing a lot of eyeballs. Yeah. Eyeballs. But yeah, that's that's uh, it's very interesting when you think about it. That that light, you know. And they are. They're both wrestlers. They know how to do a gimmick. They know how to pull off angles. So if this is what they were trying to do, holy shit. Yeah, it could be them just working the fucking system that they were both born out of. They've both been in this since children. They're both literally brought up in the fucking business. They know this shit. And they know how to fucking abuse it. And they know how to make it work for them. 
Yeah, why not? Hey, if the system's going to abuse you, why not abuse it? Right. And abuse drugs while you're at it. Well, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, do that either way. <laughs> do drugs. That's the beef sticks motto. It's very simple. It's like gut milk, but it's do drugs. It's like say no, but do drugs. Hungry for apples? My man! And then I also have to say thank you. You're welcome. You turned me on to a wonderful show called Glow. And I sat and I watched the entire thing in about two sittings. Oh, snap. You've watched the whole thing? I'm the like two episodes thing. away from the from the ending. You're not done? No, dude. I take shit out. I, I, I enjoy shit, man. The, the ending isn't spectacular, and it leaves me hoping that they're definitely going to do another season. And they should. It was it's good. a good show, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's fucking entertaining. It is. It's entertaining without... You don't have to be a wrestling fan to love this show. That's the thing I love about it. Right. But if no, you're a wrestling fan... the characters are all there. It's, it lines up really nice. The story's really good. There's boobs. Lots of boobs. Yeah. There, there's, there's man butt. There's man butt. Don't yes, leave out the man old butt. Man butt. Listeners. Old man butt. He's a mustache He's man himself. He's not old. He is not old. <laughs> Oldish. Aging and aging. Dude, he's like, he's fucking our age. You don't realize how old we are yet. <laughs> Shut up. I just turned 29. <laughs> and I, I want a Chester Bennington myself. But the thing oh, that's oh, awesome too soon. Is too soon. You, you don't have to be a, a wrestling fan, but if you are a wrestling fan, not only do they get like the terminology and the in ring fucking right, the, the cameos from wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, who did who did you notice? Throw out who you noticed. I'll, I'll fill in the blanks. The, well, the rest. obviously, Brodus Clay. Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, he was in. Yeah, he was in there. Uh, uh, recently left GFW. Jesus or, Christ. Recently into GFW. There was more. Uh, Jesus uh, Christ was not in there. I will <laughs> oh, say that. Jesus Christ wasn't, but you come close with Alex Riley. God, he looked good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. God damn it. I know there's more. There I there was at least a couple that was that one Carlito? The, the, was that Carlito? Of, no. As the one other of the brother? Fem, one of the females is a uh, is a professional. One of the female leads is a professional wrestler. The uh the welfare queen. Does oh that yeah. Help? Yeah, that's cool. Uh is that is that who is that? It's not That awesome is Amazing Kong, Kong slash Awesome no, Kong. No, that's not a, we're really holy shit. That is how and she really doesn't that? look like, yeah, she looks a lot different than she does in the ring. Um, wow. And I think, like, the second episode, you got the fallen angel Christopher Daniels taking yep, on yep. Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Um, now, who else do you got? You named, you named actually more than I expected you to good, name. Good, good, because I was looking out for him. I was always like, is that is that person a wrestler that I'm not quite sure of? I think that is. So the other brother wasn't a wrestler? Or the, no, or the no, dad? He, no, he wasn't. He was an actor. Okay. Talking about Brodus Clay's brother, like the, yeah. the chick's brothers? Yeah. yeah, no. He was an actor. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody yet also. But yeah, yeah. They had a lot of actual professional wrestlers. And like I said before, um, or I, did I say that online or offline? I don't remember. But anyways, um... 
Mundo Guerrero was the one that actually trained the original Glow women for the 80s TV show. And Chavo Guerrero Jr. is the one who who trained the women for this remake. Which, folks, this is a fictional telling of a oh, yeah. realistic. It's of, definitely of a real dramatized. Show. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's not show. even a documentary. They don't. They don't never say that. This is a fictional telling of a real show. So there was a real show called Glow that was the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling that was a female wrestling show. But it's everything the Fargo that happens is wrestling. made up. It's the Fargo of women's wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Everything that happens is made up. Completely 100% made up. But it's a good it's fucking op- story. It's really good. It is. And if any of you have ever seen Glow, which I've seen all of them and they're horrible, you'll actually connect a lot of the stuff with this to that. So that's pretty cool also. But no, it's an awesome... I, God, I love it. Yeah. It, I can't if believe Netflix you're still gave us, If Netflix still gave us stars, I think I would five-star the show. But now we got a thumbs right? up, thumbs down. Which I think is terrible for deciding what comes up on your screen. Because it's just thumbs yeah, up, thumbs down. Yeah, it's 50-50 now. Right, right. So you're going to get fed a whole bunch more bullshit that you don't care about. But that's a whole different topic. Yeah, no, Glow, if you guys haven't watched it yet, get on your Netflix machines. I know you pay for it. Or you have a friend who pays for it for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> God bless shit. you. I can't believe you watched that whole fucking thing already. I still have like two episodes to go, man. <laughs> I still haven't finished watching Gotham. I got one episode left of so that. It was so good. And they're like half hour-ish episodes. And so it was really easy just to. Dude, they're one hour episodes. Like 45, no, 47 no. minute episodes. No. Well, I guess the one time I checked it was a 35 minute episode. So I just assumed they were all about a half hour. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're decent sized episodes, but it's good. Yeah, it's a really good show. I love it. The characters I'm glad, were good. The story I'm glad was I got good. you hooked on it. The wrestling was weak, but I think it was meant to be that way because it's the it, building of everything. Yeah, but it was realistic, though. Yeah, still, yeah. also, right? Mm-hmm. It showed the trials and tribulations and the drugs and the drugs. Yep. Yeah, and the, you got to have the drugs. <laughs> You gotta have the drugs and the sex, mm-hmm. you know, and the sleeping with people and everything else, and oh, and yeah. the money. Yeah, it, the it, lighting drama of a woman sleeping with her best friend's husband. I mean, this show's got it for you. Well, you know, you know what I, you know what I noticed, and I thought about this while I was watching it. It's the exact same fucking storyline of Orange Is the New Black. Have you ever watched that, or did you avoid that? I haven't watched it, uh, mostly because when it first started coming out, I was in a relationship where I wasn't allowed to watch it, but she could watch it, and I thought that was kind of stupid. I still just haven't watched it yet because I don't care. I'm way behind, and I don't have the time. So basically, if you assume that pro wrestling is prison, which if you work for Vince McMahon, it is. Yeah. Um, it's the exact same storyline. So prison there's where a woman- he takes care of you less. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You have less benefits. <laughs> so basically, our main character is the abused and uh, and and cheated. Well, the abused and uh, uh, um, the un uh, the untaken care of misfortunate average white neglected woman. and scorned and. Um, and she's moved on from the the bad guy. 
So in Weeds, the bad guy is or not Weeds because that's the other Gen- <laughs> well, that's the other Genji Cohen show that right. that is big, which yeah. oh, actually is about the same fucking storyline but slightly different. So in Orange is the New Black, it is um uh what's her name Popper or whatever the fuck her name is who was on that '70s show Laura yeah Poplin or whatever the fuck the bitch's yeah. name is. So she used Orange is the New Black Broad to fucking traffic cocaine. But now she left her because she knew she was poisonous. She's bad. She's using me. So then she hooks up with Jason Biggs, who is a good guy, right? So this uh, this star of, of Glow, she was sleeping with her best friend's husband. He is the Laura fucking of that 70s show. And now she's left him because she has a good relationship and she doesn't want to fucking lose her friend. So what happens in Orange is the New Black? Oh, shit. She gets arrested. Fuck. Spoiler alert, folks. It's spoiler (laughs) alert for Glow. What happens in Glow? Oh, shit. She gets pregnant. Oh, it's like it's the same fucking storyline. So then what happens? Now she's forced into a fucking small, tight-knit community of all women of different fucking types and personalities and genders and races, and she has to learn to get along with them, even though she's the typical white fucking American <laughs> male, and she has such a hard fucking life. It's the same exact fucking story. I mean, I like them both. Don't get me wrong. I'm still watching um, Orange is the New Black, and I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Great writing and everything, and I love Glow. But I did notice that it is the exact same fucking story. And if if she follows the same trend as Orange is the New Black, I'm just, I'm going to get tired of it. So I hope she does something different and new. Because it's the exact same story. I moved on last night to watching Black Sails on Hulu. Never heard of it. It's a Showtime pirate TV show uh, based on the crew from Treasure Island, but before the events of Treasure Island. Oh, cool. I like Treasure Island. Yeah, yeah. It's a a good show. And it's a Showtime show, so you know it's going to be more adult, mature, and, and just... It's a fun. Is it, on, is it on normal Hulu or is it on the Showtime it's exclusive? On, it's on normal normal Hulu. Black nice. Sales. I just started watching. I have two episodes in. I, I think I like it. I think I can get through it. And then I think after that, I might watch one of those Viking shows or whatever. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Oh no. Yeah, that sounds but good. This... Long John Silver making appearance in that? Not yet. They gotta have him if they're doing the fucking Treasure Island. Yeah, but like I said, the whole show takes place before that, so it's like they're not even thinking about Treasure Island. Was it Gotham for Treasure Island or what? Uh, I don't know. It starts out with. Hang on one second. Uh, Just say it is. I admitted Glow was fucking orange. It starts out with Captain Flint, (laughs) and he's facing um, mutiny by his sailors, and so they're trying to get. Um, so it's in the same timeline. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, Long John Silver is in it. My bad, and he is the main character. Oh well, so 
They don't mention his name much. They don't. They don't mention his name much. I thought I heard heard it mentioned a couple times. Yeah, he's the main character. Okay, well, rock on. That's good. That's probably good. Yep, and Captain Flint. People know who Captain Flint is. You know. I would hope. Well, if they know if they know Treasure Island, then yeah, they do. Yeah. If they don't, they probably don't know who he is. He's the protagonist, folks. Yep, and it's just it's good. Uh, it's got Nassau, the pirate city, and it it involves um. The guy who, who owns the company that buys all the stuff from the pirates, his daughter is, is running it in his stead because he's not there. And, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. Uh, like I said, two episodes in. I'm going to watch more tonight. I like it a lot. It's It's got good reviews, good ratings. And if you're into pirates at all, give it a shot. I mean, it's good. It's funny. It's got action. It's got drama, boobies, showtime. Hey, and if you're into pirates and you're into Hulu and you're into action and drama and comedy, son of a bitch, if I wasn't just talking about this today, there is a, uh, God, is it Hulu or Netflix? Maybe it's Netflix. One or the other, folks. There's an exclusive. It's Hulu or Netflix. I can't keep the two straight. They're the exact same fucking thing. Um, Sinbad. Remember Sinbad the Sailor? There's a fucking anime about him. No, not the black comedian. This is a different guy. (laughs) Not not fucking Sinbad the comedian. But no, Sinbad the sailor. They have an anime out about him, and it and it shows his uh, his his time as a child, and how his dad was fucking murdered in front of him and his fucking mom. And he, he goes out about the sea and becomes an adventurer, and it's really badass. If you're into anime at all. And if you're into fucking Sinbad, Pirates, any of that stuff, and you have access to it, check it out. Because I, I love it. I found it a while ago. I've always been a huge fan of the original Sinbad movies with the old stop motion and claymation shit. And oh, yeah. I'm a huge anime fan to begin with. So when I seen there was a new anime about Sinbad, I was sold. Check it out. God, we're putting out a lot of plugs that we're not getting paid for, Loke. Right. Hey, we're talking about stuff that people should be into. I, for one, will not be watching the Sinbad anime. I'm not an anime purveyor, and it's hard for me to hard for me to get into it. And that's fine. I'll watch some Pokemon. I'll watch Pokemon. Pokemon's good. Boondocks. It's not great anime, but it's good. Boondocks is not anime, but it's a good show. It is show. anime. Look at it. It's anime. The style it's, is anime. It's not produced in Japan. It is it's, not it's, anime. That's because it's an American anime. But it's a good show. Very good show. Uh, what's our time at, Loke? Uh, who gives a fuck? All right. So let's we go got 25 minutes, sticks. yo. 25 minutes, yo. Beef yo. Sticks, battleground picks. Beef sticks, battleground picks. Huh, huh. So I asked uh, I asked Phantom if he wanted to be involved in this one, and he said he wanted to wait until SummerSlam because he didn't give a shit about Battleground. <laughs> so I was like, well, I can't blame you, Loke. I, so, I, I'm excited for it. I'm not excited for the first half per se, but I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for one match, and I'm very intrigued by two matches. You want to kick us off? With the kickoff. In the kickoff show, we have 
Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. I think I sang about it as well as he does. So I'm thinking since uh, Ty Dillinger's former tag team partner is now getting the spotlight, uh, for those of you who don't remember, Ty Dillinger and Jason Jordan were an amazing tag team in NXT. I'm going to say Mr. Ten loses to Aiden English. Oh, God, I would hate to see that. I think he's getting buried because, you know, his 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 former partner is getting a push. I can't see him getting anything good out of it. Well, I mean, he's going to be the Rey Mysterio underdog character, so he's got to lose some to win some, and it would make sense. It's a kickoff show. He doesn't really lose out on anything. Hopefully it's a decent match. I don't know. I don't really like Aiden English at all. And I, feel I think like it'll be a When they got rid of Gotch, they should have dropped English. Personal opinion. So who's but, your pick? Uh, I want to say Ty. I, I do okay. want to say I'm going to say Ty. See, I'm the opposite of you. I I want them to push Aiden now that Gotch is gone because I and we talked about this before, folks. You but know, they're giving uh, him the fellow. opera singer gimmick, and he's not good at it. That, that's what he started with, and he is good at it because he has an he has an awesome voice. No, um, for those of you that that follow Beefsticks, you know that that we have said many times he's a Gotch fan. I'm an English fan. Um, and that's not why I'm picking this because I'm a huge I'm a bigger Ty Dillinger fan than Aiden English. But I think they're they're just. You know, not not that the main roster writers even know that Ty Dillinger was in a tag team with Jason Jordan. I don't think they do. I don't think the main roster writers pay attention to NXT and they have any idea what's fucking going on. But I'm just going to say that the writing is already there and that fate is intervening. So since Jason Jordan is uh, getting a push, Ty Dillinger is getting held back. I think Aiden English wins it. Fair enough. I'm right, though. So that's cool. <laughs> You're not right about uh, about Gotch being better than English, though. English is better than Gotch. No, but Gotch had a better look. When I thought of Eng- the VOD villains, I think Gotch was the first. English know. has a better gimmick. Eh. Eh. I liked, I liked <laughs> Gotch's strongman gimmick. It was good. I did. I loved it. I loved it. I loved the two of them together. I loved the black and white intro. I loved the guy um, announcing them with the cone. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You know, I loved that shit. I, we I should loved- hire him for beef sticks. He can announce us. He should. If I, if I can find the guy, I don't know who the fuck did it. <laughs> but he should do it for us. Why not? So up next, we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The New Day versus the Usos. Oof. Oh. What do you got here? I don't know. I'm going to say New Day wins, but I think Usos is probably going to retain the title because they're going to do some bullshit. You know what I mean? Retain? Doesn't Usos already have the title? No. Or New Day. New Day. Or Usos will retain what? the title. Start over! Tell New me Day. what the fuck you're thinking, goddammit! New Day wins, but Usos retain the title off some <laughs> DQ bullshit, is what I'm saying. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Backwards, the fuck out you're of that backwards. One. Shut up. 
backwards the shit out of me. Your ears are just backwards. That's all. Hey, for our listeners' ears, because they heard what the fuck I heard. No, they didn't. Um. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right, but I'm just gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Usos when New Day loses. We both know New Day's not getting the titles, right? Yeah. But I'll, since you took the more difficult route, I'll take the safe route and just say Usos when New Day loses. Sure. I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this was the catalyst, like the beginning of a double turn here. They fucked up the double turn with fucking Reigns and Strowman. They really fucked that up. I'm telling you so right beautiful. now, too. I'm telling you right so, now, after, after watching Raw, I can guarantee you we're going to have fucking... Shield versus the Miz Taraj at SummerSlam. I, I know it. it. Yeah, yeah, it looks like it. You're a hundred percent right. But um, I, I see a double turn here coming up at SummerSlam, and I think that New Day is going to go heel and Usos is going to go face. But for now, I'm going to say that Usos still uh, win it. I want to see the Usos lose soon. I want to see them lose at SummerSlam because I don't SummerSlam. want another. I don't want another long Uso title reign. It's going to be the double turn. It's going to be the double turn, Loke. I'm telling you. New Day is going to win it by nefarious measures, and Usos are going to be the faces. Yep, We're going to see it at SummerSlam. Setting up uh, Breezango versus New Day for a championship. I'm down with that. And that'd be perfect because Breezango could be the heroes. Hell, the conquering hero. Right? He's a man. Fucking. <laughs> oh, man. That, that, that fucking brings me back. <laughs> it was in my memories just recently when, uh, when Regal was coming out on NXT and they played that instead of his normal entrance music. Did they do that in NXT? Yep. Wow. For those of you folks who don't know fucking William Regal, they didn't know what the fuck to do with him when he came back to WWE. He was in WWF and went to WCW, then went back to WWF, then went to WCW, then went back to WWF. And so that last time he came back, they didn't know what the fuck to do with him. So they made him a fucking lumberjack. (laughs) Like a Canadian fucking lumberjack. Lord William Regal. Regal, they made a Canadian fucking lumberjack. And that was his theme song. He's a man, a great man. And it's fucking insane. No purpose for it. He was, he was kind of like, a, they did that though. They did that with Dusty Rhodes. Anybody who was more of an NWA WCW guy, they tried to fuck with him as much as they could. Dusty Rhodes came to WWE, they threw him in polka dots and put him with this fat black bitch. You know what I mean? Uh, um, fuck, why can't I think of her name? It started with a P. Was it, uh, not Precious. Um, uh, uh, man, I can't think right now, folks, but I, but I know it. But anyways, they, they did that. I mean, and anybody who came, um, the Brain Busters, um, Arn Anderson and, and, and Tully Blanchard, Sapphire. Uh, they never... Sapphire. There you go. It didn't start with a P, but there's a P in the PH. <laughs> there's, so there's, we'll two there's two P's. There's two P's. Oh, oh, I wanna, I wanna just, a P-P. Drop, 
another knowledge of, of terribleness that or nugget of terrible knowledge that I learned this week. Watching yeah. Chop Junior. I noticed I love that show. Love it's it. So good. It's so good. But watch the logo. Every time they cut scenes and the fucking butcher knife comes down, it chops the pee in half. It chops the pee in half. I never thought of that look. And now I don't want to watch that show anymore. Okay, folks, anybody who wants to who wants to feel like they're worthless as far as a cook, <laughs> watch Chopped Junior. Or Master Chef Junior. That these fucking nine-year-old kids fucking make. And you're sitting there making boxed macaroni and cheese, you worthless fuck. It makes you feel fucking three inches tall. It makes you feel like a worthless provider right. for your family. But then you hear them tell their backstories and you see their family show up and you're like, every single kid on here comes from a wealthy fucking family who has fucking thousands of maids taking care of them constantly and their parents don't have to work. Right. Like, there's never one kid who's like, oh, I came up hard and I grew up on welfare. It's always like, yeah, my parents have a good job and my nanny helps me. And then like, and and every one of the finalists, both of their parents show up. Okay. Now, Pasty, you and me, we're regular folk. Can you just fucking take off from your job to fly to fucking California because your son's in the final of a fucking show? Can you and fuck? Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you, can both of you, can, can the whole family just take off and leave and do that? No. No, No, that ain't a realistic thing. All these kids have grown up in these super rich homes. They paid for these kids to get trained long before they fucking ever got on this show. I'm sure they, they wrote got most access. of the horribly sad backstories, too. Oh, yeah. They got like the season finale had a kid who had leukemia three times. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. He didn't have leukemia three times. He just smoked weed a lot. That's what it was. And he tried to get out of it like that. Oh, I got leukemia. I'm smoking that's, weed. Fuck that's you. glaucoma, homie. Glaucoma. Leukemia is cancer, yo. Yeah, weed is for cancer, you jackass. Weed is for me and you <laughs> and the people. Weed is for everyone. And that all came because of New Day versus the Usos. <laughs> <laughs> so, after, after Leukemia Kid gets thrown in the fucking oven by a fucking fat black kid... What comes next? The only match that doesn't have a special title or stipulation, Shinsuke Nagamura versus Baron Corbin. Okay, I'm intrigued about this match because one of the two of them is going to have to fight the other's match. Right. Because these two don't fucking meld together just on paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. I mean, at least we're not watching Shinsuke versus Dolph. Which in another unrelated story, I heard Dolph Ziggler is getting his own WWE twenty four special, and they're going to attempt to give him another push. Uh, I I read that he's getting his own fucking special. 
I also read that Talking Smack is getting canceled, and I think this is going to be the last fucking <laughs> WWE 24 special before it gets taxed. I think Vince McMahon is going to say, what the fuck? How long do you think it's going to be? I thought I fired him years ago. (laughs) How long do you think it's going to be before the only thing that ever airs on the network is pay-per-views? I think it's going to be sadly sooner than we think. Hopefully longer than I expect. It's getting pretty bad. Baron Corbin, Shinsuke Nakamura. I guess I don't even know what the fuck brought this on or why they're fighting or if there's even a purpose. Can you explain that to me? Did anything happen? Not too much. No, no, no. Uh, no. Nakamura and AJ Styles tagged against no. um, Kevin Owens and uh, Rusev. Rusev? I don't know. Well, Either way. Corbin. Maybe Corbin. Corbin. It might have been Corbin. It might have been I'm Corbin. hoping it's Corbin because but that's who the match is against. Basically, this whole match and everything that's going on right now is just uh, in, a, in an angle for Shinsuke to challenge AJ for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. That's all this is all building to. Which could be good. Well, well which would be amazing. Awesome. It would be, yeah, yeah. That's, okay, that's a WrestleMania caliber, caliber SummerSlam match that I would want to see. Shit, yeah. Um, I, I think Corbin's winning and I think, he's, I, I think they're wrestling his match. I think they're building towards this SummerSlam match. I think Nakamura needs to win it. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go off. He already because... told AJ Styles that he one day soon he's coming for the title. So, so we never go off subject on this show, but I'm no, going never. to, this especially time. not every time we, we talk about I'm, one match. I'm going to this time. Um, so I was recently listening to a Sam Roberts podcast, which I'm, I'm really getting close to not listening to that anymore. I stopped. But um, he was talking to Wade Keller of the uh, PW port porch, the porch, not the porch, the torch. Anyways, the PW tort. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Nakamura just sent red flags in my fucking head. So they were talking about there's uh there's two generations of indie wrestlers. Well, they no, they said three. There's three, three generations of indie wrestlers, and there are some in betweens. So we'll we'll get to that. But the first generation is your uh, CM Punk and your Daniel Bryan's, right? Yeah. Fucking awesome, amazing talents that WWE did everything in their power to fucking hide, to hold down to get away from us, and to not promote, right? Yep. Then you had the mid-grade, which was kind of your Dean Ambrose, your Seth Rollins, your Claudio Castagnoli, um, or or, or Cesaro. Uh, Dean and Seth were kind of pushed right off the bat. For all you in the C-section, which I just want to say is a horrible name for your fans. (laughs) Right? He knocks them up C-section. good. They all need a C-section. Um, and those guys are kind of they're kind of getting shit on right now. You hear a lot of negative stuff about uh, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, right? Right? They're not getting a lot of love. Then you Mostly got Dean Ambrose, but Seth Rollins has definitely fallen too. Uh, no, nobody's nobody likes Dean Ambrose. Who likes Dean Ambrose? I'm just saying. I, I said mostly Dean Ambrose. Seth oh, Rollins oh. has fallen too. 
But everybody, I think, yeah, is sick I think of a lot universe. of the internet people shit on with Seth Rollins nowadays. I don't, but I think a lot of internet people do. Vince could fire Dean Ambrose tomorrow. I would shed a single tear and move on with my life. So then you had the next generation, which was uh, which, which was your Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Bobby Roode, um, Adrian Neville. Anyways, a lot of them, right? Yeah. So he Adrian was saying, Neville was around a long time before those guys were. He just came back. So he was he was kind of maybe the Claudio, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, yeah. and. Uh, and uh, Seth Rollins yeah. and Dean Ambrose, right? Around that yeah. time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's actually pretty legit. So so Sam Roberts' argument was, you can't really say that WWE shits on, on indie wrestlers anymore because of, and he named these people specifically, Shinsuke Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Adrian Neville, and Claudio Castagnoli. Tag Team 205 Live. So, if you ask me, um, all of those people other than Samoa Joe... Oh, I, I, he mentioned AJ Styles. So, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens are And Samoa big. Joe gets Samoa shat Joe on is. in time. He's just a Samoa hot Samoa Joe right is now. big right now, and we'll have to wait to see. But he specifically mentioned Shinsuke Nakamura... And he specifically mentioned uh, Adrian Neville, and he suspic- sus- suspiciously, <laughs> yes, specifically mentioned uh, Adrian sus- Neville. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, these motherfuckers have been shit on the whole time. Like Shinsuke is nowhere near where he should be by no, no means. The artist Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, that's bullshit. It doesn't even I sound mean, good. That's- so, I mean, number one, I, I think you have to still hold WWE to a light. You still have to, you know, when you go to fucking your local um, gas station or, or supermarket and you give them a $20 bill or a $50 bill and they hold it up to the light. Remember they do that every now and then, right? Yep, yep. yep. And check if it's real. You got to do that to WWE. You got to hold them up to the light. And I don't think uh, Shinsuke, I don't think... I don't think Sami Zayn easily. Sami Zayn's gone to shit. I don't think Adrian Neville. I don't think. Look at Austin Aries. The motherfucker's gone. One of the best talents they had. You still have to hold them up to the light. Now he fucking. And on the episode I listened to of Sam Roberts, he talked about how, well, if I say anything good about WWE, I'm just a shill because I'm on their payroll. Later on in that same episode, he said, I'm going to be on the Battleground pre-show. Make sure to tune in. (laughs) Whatever. You know what? You can. You can be part of their business without shilling for them. You can. It's possible. Jericho actually does a good job of it. Jericho calls them out on a lot of shit. Okay? But when you're sitting there and you're telling me that Shinsuke Nakamura and Adrian Neville have fucking gotten over, that Sami Zayn have gotten over, you're fucking bullshitting people. You're fucking He's using lying. the worst possible examples out of the entire group you could use. 
Well, no, he, he mentioned everybody, but he tried to say they were part of the group that got over. He did mention people who haven't gotten over, which were the CM Punks and the Daniel Bryans, who are gone, obviously, or not wrestling. But it's like, I, I don't know, like, who else can you pick? Uh, who of who the indies have gotten over? Who of the indies have gotten over other than AJ or fucking uh, Kevin Owens? Who? Anybody? That's all that really matters. Seth Rollins is arguable, Bobby but he's Roode. dropped a shit of a load. Bobby Roode has not made it to the main roster, so you can't count him yet. We think they're going to completely change his gimmick. That would be they, that would they be did it to Adrian. Enough. They've done it to all of them. They'll call They've Bobby Roode up. They'll call Bobby Roode up. He'll he'll make his entrance with the good theme song once, and then Dude, they'll change it. American Alpha. <laughs> Okay, yeah. they, they'll change everybody's fucking gimmick. When you go to the main roster, you get you get given a brand new fucking gimmick. Shinsuke Nakamura, Adrian Neville, all of them got brand new gimmicks. So you can't count anybody who's in NXT currently. So who on the main roster who's an independent wrestler has gotten big other than AJ or KO? Anybody? Well, I guess we can't say Samoa Joe. Because he's too... I would argue Samoa Joe, but there's a chance they'll drop the ball. But they're going the right direction, right? Yeah. They're definitely going the right direction. So I'll give them him. I'll give them him as a freebie. Let's give them Let's give them him as a freebie. Uh... Uh... I don't... I guess there is no other... I don't think there is. I don't think there is. But... I'm calling Sam Roberts out, you motherfucker. Becky Lynch, no. <laughs> right? Shit. Even like Bailey. Bailey and Sasha, who were both fucking big time in the indies and huge in NXT. Where the fuck are they out of the main roster? Nowhere. You know who they got a backseat to? Fucking Charlotte. <laughs> and Alexa Bliss. And hey, I'm the biggest Alexa Bliss fan in the world, and I think she's the best thing they have going now. But she's not a, a, a indie wrestler. She's a former bodybuilder. You know, and I she's wonder why. With, I love her. I wonder her. why people aren't more mad that she got such a heavy push, like they are with Roman Reigns. Because of her ass. That's that's a good good yeah yeah okay. That leads us into our next match. Yes. Fatal five-way elimination match to determine the number one contender to the women's title. That is a huge fucking long description for a match. <laughs> That's what they had. That's Charlotte Flair versus Lana versus Natalia versus Tamina Snuka versus Becky Lynch. Oh, snap. I don't care about any of them. Lana's going to win. I'm going to say, yeah, I was going to say, I say Lana. And even though she's the worst out of all of them, I think she's got the, the storyline going. Yeah, yeah. She's already she's already fought for the championship twice. So I'm saying Lana. I, I don't know why. It's stupid, but I'm saying Lana. <laughs> I you know what the worst part oh, is? Oh, man. We're putting all of our chips on Lana. Do you understand what the world is coming to? <laughs> well, and, and hey, say out loud the other women in this match. You got Charlotte Ric Flair's Blair. daughter. You got Bret Hart's niece, who is also Jim the Anvil Nightheart's daughter. You got Jimmy Superfly Snooka's daughter. And you have Becky Lynch, 
who has made some of the biggest fucking waves and had some of the hey, best matches in WWE. Becky Lynch is somebody's history. daughter too, goddammit. Yeah, well, some steampunk fuck. Seamus O'Connor you know or something. Okay, Steamboat Willie's daughter. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we got it. Steamboat Willie's fucking daughter. But anyways, so all of them are in this match, and, and we fake, still say the Lana's fake Russian, gonna win. The fake Russian from Florida is gonna win. The fake Russian who's Canadian who's from Florida is gonna win. That crazy bitch. Man. Yeah, we'll go with that. I'm gonna be so mad when I when we're both right. But it's gonna happen. I hope not. I hope or not. And this is I'll where be I get okay excited. This is where I get excited. After this. Yes! This is the it? match of the night. Hands yeah. down. Oh, no. yeah. If it's not the match of the night, god damn if the Vince didn't fuck up if this isn't the match of the night. The United States Championship match. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. Man, it's going to be a good fight. And Kevin Owens is going to lose. But that's okay. What more can you ask for, though? Like, a, a title match. Hey, and you know what? This is the time we're going to get sidetracked a little bit here, okay? I might, I'm going to go on my phone, and I'm going to do a little research here, okay? Because my internet, my, my, my computer internet don't fucking do what it should do. Um, But I'm going to go on record, and I'm going to say that as of now... Per WWE, this isn't me. Per WWE, I think the United States Championship is actually the main championship for SmackDown. Yeah. And I'm and I'm gonna say that because can you can you pasty, can you do me a favor and bring up the uh SmackDown WWE championship title history? If you could do that for me, that would be awesome. Because I'm going to try to get a list of... Um... Let me try to get a list. Where do I get a list? History... That's history. Where do I get the list? WWE Championship. Okay. I'm still trying to find mine. References. Not that. See also. I don't want see also. Uh, Reigns. Every time I click title history, it just loops me back to the same page. Is it a good page or a bad page? It's WWE's website, man. Vince is trying to fuck us up again. It's probably a bad page, then. Oh, wait, you click on the picture. Jinder Mahal's held for 60 days and one hour. Okay, uh, yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking where I want to be now. Title history. That's where I want to be. What what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, uh no, this ain't it. Title history reigns. 
Let's see, 2010 to present. Are we just talking since the brand split? Yeah, we're just talking just recently is what I'm trying to get at. I, I'm saying recently, I think the U.S. title is SmackDown's main belt. Is is going to be my argument here, and I and I'm going to say that because, um, let's say let's go back to 20, let's go back to 20, the first one of 2016. What's your what's the first uh, SmackDown WWE title belt of 2016? When was the brand split? Do we know? It was this year, brand right? Split, yeah, brand split was uh, around June. June. Uh, Seth Rollins held the WWE title and then Dean Ambrose held it. That's when the brand split happened. Okay. So June, we'll say June. <laughs> okay. What was the first one at June or go through it, go through your list. Tell me who was all there since then. Okay. So we'll start just before the brand split split Roman Reigns had the title. Seth Rollins held the title for two minutes. Dean yep. Ambrose cashed in, took the title yep. Brand split happened. He was champion for 84 days. AJ Styles took it for 140 days. John Cena took it, had it for 15 days. Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, and now Jinder Mahal. So when did Bray Wyatt win it? Bray Wyatt won it February 12th. February 12th. So since February, it's been Bray Wyatt. Randy Orton. and Randy Orton and Jinder. Um, since January of this year, the U.S. title has been Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles. Now, out of all of those people listed on what you said and I said, what would you rather watch title defenses of? And who are the, honestly, who are the bigger stars? Uh, To me, that's hard to say. To me, that's hard to say, because this, since the brand split, the, the lineup's not bad. Uh, Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt, I feel. Jinder's Dean Ambrose and Bray Wyatt are not name. They're not bringing anybody to I'm watch saying. a TV show they or a pay-per-view, right? They might be the two who are the lowest, and I hate to add Bray Wyatt to that. But it's but true. AJ Styles, I, I like John Cena, Randy Orton, you, you count on these guys to have it. And Jinder Mahal has proven to be a decent champion, and I'm looking forward to the Punjabi prison match. I argue that. I don't think he's had a single match that has impressed anybody. And I don't think he's had a single, um, I don't think he's had a single, uh, 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 um, uh, fuck. What am I trying to say? Uh, he hasn't said, uh, a promo. I don't think he's had a single promo. That's been good. I'll argue that up and down the line. He's got to be impressing somebody or he wouldn't be the champion. He's impressing Vince McMahon, the same guy that canceled Talking Smack. He's impressing the same guy who decided Jason Jordan, who was fucking 250 pounds, but black, looked more like fucking Kurt Angle than Chad Gable, who is 190 pounds, but white. Right. (laughs) That's who he's fucking impressing. Well, you got... The U.S. Championship, you got Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and AJ Styles. Are they not? And you even had Roman Reigns right before that. Those are your main event guys. Those are the guys that are selling pay-per-views. Dean Ambrose is not selling pay-per-views. Bray Wyatt's not selling pay-per-views. And Jinder Mahal is not selling pay-per-views. 
So WWE is literally selling their pay-per-views with their U.S. title, right? Right. I mean, that's the way I look at it. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, those are the people selling their pay-per-views. It seems like WWE is turning their U.S. title into their main belt. With, with I don't even know that they're doing it on purpose. But that's what it seems like to me. Like, is there... Did I have somebody problem say, with that, though. I have problem with that because now there is no mid-card belt. Uh, yeah, I mean, figuratively, the, the WWE belt is the mid-card belt. Figuratively. It shouldn't be, but figuratively... I mean, did they just, I, I, my feeling is they're experimenting with the WWE title belt, but it's not working and that they're letting the writers who are listening to the fans and other people put the secondary title on who it should go on and they're getting it. I mean, that's my guess. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there, but that's, I mean, when you look at the fucking, when you look at the names, it fucks with my head. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It is and maybe weird. I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But, I mean, honestly, a year ago, a year ago, if you said, okay, AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal would both be title holders, who's holding which title? Yeah. Who are you saying is holding which one? You know what I mean? Well, a year ago, Jinder is holding tag team titles. <laughs> if he was lucky. If he was lucky. <laughs> I don't think they... Well, they weren't even a tag team a year ago, were they? They were both... A year ago, I don't think they were around anymore. No, I don't think they were. So that's what I'm saying, you know? That is kind of weird. Chris, Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho, Bray Wyatt. You know, if you asked a year ago who's holding which title. Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. I just, I don't feel that, I don't feel the WWE title is important right now. Not like it should be. Oh, hopefully it'll regain its status once you start and, taking Jinder Mahal a little bit more seriously. Well, you know, and I mean, this this pay-per-view is the example. You got AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, which we all think is going to steal the show. But I don't think anybody thinks the main event's going to be that great. I mean, if, I and you know what? The worst part is, and this is horrible. The worst part is, if this is a great match, if this is the, the fucking pay-per-view stealing match that everybody loves everybody's gonna say well it's a gimmick match that's why gender looked good so if gender puts on his best fucking match ever in his life he's still gonna get shit on because people are gonna say "Eh, it's a gimmick match that's why he looked good (laughs) i might you know i i don't know I hope I hope it entertains me, but I think he's in a lose. I think both him and Randy Orton are in a lose lose situation. I'm just hoping it's going to be good. I've never actually seen a Punjabi prison match, and so I'm very. I excited. haven't either. That's awesome because I haven't either. 
And I'm not willing to go back and watch the first two because this sounds like the first Punjabi prison match you should probably be willing to watch. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step off for a second and take a piss. I'll be right back for the next match. It's a, a fucking old school match we haven't seen for a while. I know. I'm really excited about it. While he's gone, I will dip back once more to the Galactic Get Down. July 27th through 29th, Lanesboro, Minnesota. Check out the Facebook event page. Buy your tickets. Get them in advance. They're more expensive at the gate, and they might sell out. You always run that risk. You don't want to be caught at the gate when they can't sell you a ticket. Then you just drove for hours for nothing. You want to be able to experience this firsthand. The people, the magic, the majesty, the fucking intergalactic get down. Man, it's going to be good. I like to make weird noises into the microphone, and that's how I keep myself entertained. When I have to talk and fill in and stuff. But yes, our next match is going to be... Oh my goodness. I'm... I'm, You know, it's overshadowed for me. I hear something. He's getting close. I see a shadow. I see titties. I see him putting his earphones in. I see him put his earphones in, and now he's sitting back here. You see nothing! <laughs> Sorry, I had to piss real quick. Alright, man. So you want to talk about this uh, classic match and, and a little bit of the history behind it? I will. This is actually a match that has been around since the WWF times. Um, and perhaps maybe since the Coliseum Sports times, Coliseum Sports was uh, the original name before there was the World Wide Wrestling Federation, which became the World Wrestling Federation, which became the WWE, which became the E, which is now the universe. So it all fucking changes. This is an old school match. Um. And and it's it, it flip flops. It's kind of a coin toss because it can be either really boring, or it can be really intense. Um, it was better back in the day when kayfabe was real, and we thought everything was a shoot, and there was no works. So, in other words, when we believed that Nikolai Volkov was actually a Russian coming in and was trying to fucking stop the American scum, it was a big deal. Uh, Baron Von Raschke was a foreigner trying to, to destroy the Americans. It was a big deal. They, they came up with a flag match. A flag match is basically an on-a-pole match, but kind of in reverse. So we have a flag match between John Cena, the U.S. fucking Marine champion... You folks didn't see that, but I just saluted the fuck out of the camera. And uh, Rusev, who is uh, the uh, uh, fucking, uh, not not Russian, um, help me out, Pasty. Bulgarian. <coughs> the Bulgarian brute. The Bulgarian. Who loves Mother Russia. Hails from the Bulgaria. 
He's, he, he, yeah, he, he comes from the ball. He comes from the bulge area, as some of us do. Most of some us. of us come from the bulge area. Uh, so basically, the, the point is, you got to grab your flag, then you climb up the turnbuckles, in which there will be a spot to place your flag. And if you place your flag flying high uh, in the arena in the middle of the ring, you win. The good thing about this match is it's kind of like the no DQ, anything goes. You can't submit. You can't get rope breaks. You can't pin. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And maybe because of John Cena, they'll let him. I'm hoping for blood. Yes. Blood should always be a definite in a fucking flag match. Oh, yeah. You got to make it matter. You got to make it matter. I'm actually surprised Cena and Rusev haven't had this match in the past already. For all the matches for America that they've had, this hasn't come up once until just now. That's amazing. You know what I hope for next? I want to see a fucking bull rope match or a strap match. Between these two, even. I'd be cool with it. I'd love to see a strap match. I'd love to see a strap match. I like strap matches. A strap match, for those of y'all that don't know, is you each have a fucking rope or a strap attached to your wrist. So each person. So let's say it's John Cena versus Rusev. Rusev has one one arm attached to this strap and John Cena another. So they're they're connected as if a dog to a master. The only way to win is you touch each four corners of the turnbuckles in succession. So you have to touch one, two, three, four. Which means if John Cena beats Rusev up and he can get to the first turnbuckle and touches one and then he gets to the second turnbuckle and touches two but then Rusev gets up and he pulls him back or he body slams him or he puts him in a cannibal clutch and John Cena loses forward momentum which is usually the key word but not always because wrestling organizations make up their own rules. Usually forward momentum is the rule. Once you lose forward momentum... They start the count over again. So basically what you have to do is not only knock out your opponent, but they usually leave the strap short enough to where you can't reach all four corners at one time. So you have to carry or drag your opponent one way or the other. One time, and you know what? Fuck, for the life of me, I can't think of who it was and who it was against. I can't think of either opponent. But what they did was they wrapped the strap around the, their opponent's neck and they hoifted them over their back like a fucking sack of sugar or like Santa Claus might do if his sack of toys was a living, breathing human being. And they walked from corner to corner and tapped them all while the person was choking out and dying. And I thought it was fucking awesome. Uh, I, yeah, a flag match. I'm, I, You know what? It, again, if they if they do it brutally, even if there's not blood, if they at least let them get brutal about it, I'm good for it. It's gonna good be for it. it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I I I'm hoping it's gonna be a good match. You know, it, it's kind of up in the air. It should. Be I good. think I think John Cena wins it because I still think there's a good chance that John Cena's going against Jinder Mahal at SummerSlam for the title. That makes sense. He takes down one minority. He moves on to the next. 
That's, that, that, that's what Americans. That's what Americans do, baby. <laughs> fucking smash them fucking foreigner bitches. <laughs> Fuck them. Worship another god, my ass. I think it would be really cool to see Rusev win this one, though. As, as Wouldn't a, it? It would. It would be so cool. It Huge momentum. Huge momentum for the cocksucker. It won't happen, but I would love to see it, and I hope that I find a portal gun and can travel to an alternate dimension where this happens. And finally, we have the Punjabi prison match for the WWE Championship. And I think Jinder's taking it because this is his Jinder's match. Jinder's got How can How can he lose? Why would he lose? Right. The guy who made the match, Great Khali, could not even compete in the match. Ginger needs to win this for this match to mean anything. Yeah, and you know what? And again, if if John Cena is facing Ginger for the championship, Ginger has to win this match. I, I don't think... I think he has to win it less for his gimmick than he has to win it for John Cena. I think Cena needs him to win this match. Yeah. <clears throat> So what, is Cena going to face fucking Randy Orton at SummerSlam for the 1,000th time? I'd Fuck probably, that. I'd probably we would unsubscribe. really fucking riot then. Oh, yeah, I would unsubscribe for sure. I, I'm not paying you money for that shit. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I'd be done with that bullshit. So, yeah. That's uh, Battleground in a nutshell. From your guys at B-Sticks. We stuck around an extra half hour for you guys. To bring you that. Did we go go over a half hour? Hell yes, we did, sir. Yes, we only got a half hour to give the Patreon. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) We'll be giving them lots at the Galactic Get Down. We're going to have lots of bonus content material to give. But yeah. Yeah, it was a good yeah. show today. Good show. Lots to fucking talk about. And that's not even all of it. Just uh just follow us over to the Patreon. Give us your dollar bills like we're strippers. Check and us we will out. Continue son. To entertain you. Uh with with did you watch Ron Smackdown this week? Nope. Then that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> no, but we'll talk. We're going to talk about shit that has nothing to do with fucking wrestling, Raw, SmackDown, none of that. Fuck it. You got to subscribe to hear what the fuck we're talking about. It's fucking secret as shit, motherfucker. Yeah, this is the stuff, you know, we know Vince can't hear this shit, so this is where we really let the shit fly. Yeah, yeah Vince ain't paying a dollar a fucking month. <laughs> fuck that. He, he doesn't want to give us back our, the money we pay for the network. Are you fucking we kidding know, him? We know better than that. And then he only makes eight ninety nine. All right. All right. So we will. Off or did you kill it? No, we're we're still signing off, homeboy. All right, we'll sign off, man. Well, my name is Pastry's Kiss. Dominus Whiticus. My name is Faticus Maximus. I like it. And uh, we'll catch you next week, hopefully, from the Galactic Get Down.
I love you like a lovesick puppy. We out. Boom.